Welcome to the Pro-Life Team podcast. I'm here with Christina, and we're going to be sharing some ideas about how you can, well, how she has weaved in her pro-life passion right into her work, her, her daily work life, um, and made it a part of her, her company's um, marketing effort, which has then brought all sorts of interesting um, uh, tangents or, or uh things that are interesting to think about. So, so Christina, tell me um, what inspired you before we get into what you did, what inspired you to weave in a pro-life um, idea into your company? Well, Jacob, thank you for having me first in, in, in your podcast. Um, my name is Christina Valencia and I'm a real estate broker. So I think that for better clarify what inspired me, we should start by saying, why is it that I'm in real estate? Right. Okay. I got into real estate because I am a single mom. Right. So when you face, in this case, an unplanned pregnancy back at the day when my son just turned 20 years old, I, I really needed to find a way to produce income to be able to sustain him and me working from home. You know how it is in the U.S. It's very difficult when you're an immigrant. You don't have family. You don't have friends. You know, just to be able to put a, your son or daughter in daycare, you know, to go to work, it was pretty much not feasible. So I started to become a real estate agent back in the 2004 because it gave me the flexibility. I could be with my son at home, work and, you know, and, and sustain ourselves. Okay. And that's how it all started. And after that, you know, a couple of years later, I fell again into an unplanned pregnancy. The problem is that at that time, it was, it was, it was a very bad situation for me. You know, income was not there. I still had no family, no friends. As a matter of fact, I was living pretty much under poverty. And in this case, you know, my boyfriend at the time did not want this baby. So I was planning, you know, I was facing the fact of being a single mom of two with no income, right? So I fell into all of these statistics of, um, you know, a woman. A lot of the women who seek an abortion is because they don't have the support. They don't have the family support, the friend support, or the financial support, or yeah. of course the boyfriend support. So if I fit in all the statistics, and I did what you know has been, in a way, my biggest regret, but my biggest blessing, which is to take the life of my own daughter, in an abortion clinic, right? And that was the most traumatic, painful, horrifying experience that I've ever had, because I was one of the very few women, one in of a thousand that wake up in the middle of the procedure. So I got to see it all, right? And then I fall back into other statistic, which is very important for people to know, is that abortion is the number one cause of suicide in women worldwide because of the post-traumatic stress disorder that a woman is gonna face after an abortion. So again, that was my case. I intended to take my own life after that abortion, that was back in the year 2003. Wow. It was just because of the grace of God that I'm here. Of course, he didn't want me, right, to, to be gone at that time. And when I come back, of course, you're like so confused because you think you're dead and then all of a sudden you're alive, right? And God tells me, well, you know, I have a plan for you. At that time, I did not know God the way that I know him. You have a purpose in life and your daughter has a purpose in life. Right, so we create this foundation, the single um, single moms foundation, named after my son Sebastian, and and everything changed for me after I accepted God's challenge for my life. My real estate business started booming, and you know I started growing, and I was you know became really successful. But I had not dealt with the pain and the trauma of the abortion. I was not talking about my daughter. I was focused on my son, and then. Years later, year 2008, I meet, I meet Martha Avila, president mm -hmm. and founder of Heartbeat of Miami. Because, you know, I was advocating for single moms and then I had a radio show at that time also. And then I interviewed Martha and we talked about abortion. And after that show, she said, Christina, you need to deal with it. You need to go and heal, right? So I go through the process of abortion recovery and that's when God downloads this business plan in my head saying, you're going to use your real estate business 
to help and equip women like you so they can be you know self-employed and be able to take care of their children help each other because you know they can actually live as roommates and help each other out and start building this idea of a center that will have an in integrated help for them emotional spiritual and of course um, work what you know work related help and um, I started developing this idea and you know we, we started doing seminars and empowering women and all that and so forth and I was of course becoming a, a very big donor with the real estate office to Heartbeat of Miami because okay. I was my source of income saying I have this source of income to, for something bigger than me which is not only to sustain yourself but to keep on saving lives but I was not letting the public know, I was not letting anybody know that that was the idea. So during 2020, during the pandemic, you know, everything collapses, as everybody knows, the world goes crazy. I take a break on how to restructure my business. And I was having a conversation with my business coach, my real estate business coach. And then for some reason, I tell him, Listen, you know, I cannot meet with you so so day because I have a, a board meeting and I let him know about the board meeting. Now I am board part of the board of directors of Heartbeat of Miami and I tell him what we do in Miami and I tell him all the stats, right? Because a lot of people don't even know what the statistics are in our nation, which for me is very alarming. Mm -hmm. People do not know that abortion is the number one cause of death. Worldwide, you know, between 65 to 70 million abortions per year, worldwide. That's all together are not even 60 million per year, including heart disease, strokes, you know, accidents, all that and so forth. So it's, it's so drastic, the difference, right? Mm -hmm. Because people don't take abortion in consideration of deaths. They just yeah. look at, okay, sure, what's the number one cause of death in the world? Heart disease. You know, with how many million? You know what I'm saying? They don't know. They don't know that it's that it's not even heart disease is nine million deaths a year. Nine worldwide. Abortion, 65 to 73. Right? And not only that, but they don't know that in the US, you know, we have 1.5 to 2 million abortions per year. And they don't know that Miami is the number one county per capita. So I was telling all these things to him and he was like, what? Miami is the number one per capita? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, you have something in your hands that is so precious because the reason why you're so passionate about your real estate firm is because you're passionate about saving lives. That's the ultimate goal for you. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly right. You know, at the end of the day, it's like how much money I can make with real estate equals how much, how many lives I can save. So then he goes, well, means that you're saving, you know, one life per closing or one closing at a time. And I said, yes, that's it. You know, saving a life, one closing at a time. Oh, awesome. <laughs> and that's when this movement started because he said, well, you gotta let your people, your customers know. Why don't you let them know that they are part of this amazing movement? Because it's because, you know, with their help, you're saving the lives of these babies. So we created our own contracts. We, re, you know, we, we redid all our contracts, obviously, you know, with legal advice. In our real estate contracts, we're, we have a clause letting the client know, by the way, you're going to get the best service in real estate. We're going to do everything that we need to do for you in real estate, but you're going to be helping us save a life because we're gonna be donating on your behalf to this organization. And it's amazing to see the reaction of the clients. It's truly amazing. So what, what, what have the reactions been like? Because um, some, some of your clients obviously are not pro-life and some are, and some are neutral and some are maybe pro-life, but never really put much into it yet. Or, you know, it's probably a, there's just a wide variety of clients to, to communicate with so what what what's what kind of reactions have you heard from different types of clients you know we've had incredible reactions as people crying as they signed the contract <laughs> because they had no idea and that's the first reaction that they say 
I had no idea that Miami was number one in the nation. I had no idea that it will take COVID 18 years to reach the amount of deaths that we have in abortions per year. Because that's the correlation that I give them. Okay. It will take 18 years for, for COVID to match one year of abortions. So when people understand this facts, you know, that this like real data, you know, I ask them, do you know how many people die of a, of a stroke? Which is the number, the, the number two cause of death worldwide. They have no idea. It's only 6 million. 6 million a year die because they had a stroke. 1.3 million die because they had a car accident or they were facing an accident, right? So when you tell them 6 million versus 73 million, they cannot believe it. Yeah. You know, they cannot believe it when we tell them Miami-Dade County is not, not only number one per capita in the nation, but in Miami-Dade and in Florida, you can have an abortion until the baby is nine months. People don't know that either. The lack of information, they're like, what? That's impossible. Well, that's the law. That's what we're facing. A woman can go and have an abortion all the way to nine months. The only difference is the birth canal, which is eight inches. You know, if the baby is before the birth canal, it's called an abortion. Nothing happens to the mom to, or to the doctor. It's not a homicide. But if the baby travels eight inches, the baby's born, you can't kill the baby after the baby's born. So when we start having this conversation with them, we create this awareness that they didn't know. So people cry. People cry when we tell them that it's the number one cause of suicide in women. 65% of women that have had an abortion will in some way think about committing suicide. Hmm. Actually between 30 and 35 are the ones who attempt to commit suicide. So just do the math. You know, if it's 70 million are having an abortion per year, 30% of that is how much? 21 million women will attempt wow. suicide this year because of an abortion. Oh my goodness. That's a, and that's, that again is, you know, multiple times larger than, than the stroke and numbers, stroke other numbers. Which is 9 million. So it's just facts. However, women have less chances of dying because, you know, they're not as violent as men. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Suicide. But 30 to 35 will attempt. So the numbers are so huge that you create this awareness and, you know, they cry. They sign it with no problem. They feel very grateful that we have been able to allow them to know and to participate. Because as a matter of fact, they're gonna receive a thank you card. Once the transaction is closed, Martha is gonna send them a thank you card with one of our babies, letting them know, listen, by the way, we did receive the donation on your name. Here's our thank you card. And we also send them the, the little feet, our pin, which is the little tiny feet of a 10 week, big, week baby. Okay. So they know that that's going on. Wow. So that's just, so your, your heart for this work <clears throat> is just so deep and beautiful. And it's just, it's really beautiful to hear that story. Um, so have you, you know, what, what happens when, so what, you know, what happens when someone may not agree with the pro-life stance? What does that look like when they're looking at a real estate contract that says this, like, is that, is this, what kind of reactions or how do they, how do they respond sometimes? Those are the best reactions. Okay. <laughs> because, you know, God really has a great sense of humor. I do really, truly believe that, right? So if you're, you know, of course, they're exposed to all our services. You know, they get to hear what we're going to do for them as professionals, as consultants, right? So they have no problem signing the contract, letting us represent them as sellers or as buyers or as investors. When they're going to get to sign the contract and we get to that clause they're like hmm really and they're like i'm like yeah and it's like well i'm pro-choice and i'm like well great thank you you just helped me self out save a life that's my reaction <laughs> <laughs> you know great i mean you're pro-choice well thank you you just helped me save a life 
because you know they're not giving money their money i am giving part of my commission on their behalf so a pro choice person will get a thank you card from a pro life <laughs> organization say thank you you just helped me save a life so they start thinking about it you know and they ask questions oh but you know what happens if the if the woman you know it's raped gets raped yeah so then again i go back to the statistics tell them do you know the percentage of women that actually seek an abortion because they have faced rape of course they have no idea oh it's gonna be more than half blah 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 you know no it's one percent less than one percent so the other 99 percent of women are seeking an abortion just because they do not have help not because they want to it's because they're being forced of the resources or you know what is the, my family going to say i'm a teenager i'm in the middle of the school year who's going to help me with the baby whatever reason and the other one percent is the one because that's does the other defense that the pro-choice movement has what if the woman's life is in danger right which is also less than one percent and, and if you're you know talking to a believer you're like saying well who's in control here you know, the only one who's in control of your life is actually God. So you don't really know if that's going to happen or not. So what choice do you want to make? Hmm. Right? So these people who are pro-choice are pro-choice and they don't even know why they're pro-choice. You know, so we also have the opportunity to explain to them what really pro-choice is. You know, pro-choice is actually giving the woman an option. You know, abortion is one of the options but what if there's another alternative like heartbeat of miami where she can go have all the services for free has everything for the baby for free she might be willing to take that choice what about you know putting that baby in adoption which is another blessing which is the way that you know the way that we also confront a lot of people who have been raped Okay, it might be difficult for you to keep this baby, whatever, but this baby can be a blessing to someone who has been praying for a baby for years that cannot have a baby. So instead of being a double trauma, because of course, by any excuse, we're going to, you know, excuse a rape, you know, that's horrible. It's terrific. It's, it's a huge trauma for the woman, mm -hmm. but that already happened. That already took place. So if you want to go ahead and then have an abortion on top of that, you're going to have to be dealing and recovering for two traumas, the, you know, the, the rape and the abortion. Because it's, it's just facts, you know? We just said that 65% of the women will be suicidal after an abortion. It's a huge number. And worst case, and, and also it's even worse because 90% of them do not know where to go to seek for help. They have no idea where to go, which is, of course, part of the services that, that we provide. Why don't they look for help? Because they feel all this shame and this guilt. And they, I mean, not even in churches, you're kind of like allowed to talk about that. Yeah. So it's very sad. And when we tell the pro-choice persons or clients, like, listen, you know, this could be your daughter. This could be your niece. This could be your grandchild. You don't know who, who, who's going to be next in the list, right? At the end of the day, let that person have more options than going through. Because if she decides to have an abortion because it's her choice, she, she better have an action plan of what she's going to do after to recover from that. Because she's going to need that action plan. Yeah, that's a good point. Every, every time someone looks at, you know, every time someone needs help or they're looking at getting an abortion, they're essentially someone in your community, you know, a neighbor at some level, you know, someone who lives in the same county, at least. And um, it's, yeah, and then, so I just, I really enjoy your your heart for like weaving this into your daily business practice. And, it, and it's interesting how it you didn't just, you know, start off on day one with this whole picture. It's sort of like, it's almost like a series of dominoes that one knocked over at a time, you know, going towards this new, this current posture of, of not just giving, but now also like being, you know, proclaiming like the truth in this work or the beauty in this work and 
letting people be a part of it, whether they want to or whether they want to, I guess. But <laughs> it sounds like they they always sort of want to, but they didn't realize they wanted to. But sometimes, yeah, some of them go into it knowing, you know, they're grateful for it. And then some of them go into it realizing through this conversation with you the where the, you know, how they're now part of being a hero, even though they didn't really think they're on that team. <laughs> Amazing because we've taken it, you know, to, to a next level, which is actually my goal for 2021 is to have the same amount of businesses in the real estate industry that will want to be a part of this movement. Because there's 38 abortion clinics registered in Miami-Dade County, registered. So my goal every time that I present this movement to anybody who is in the in the real estate industry, so of course it's not mine. You know, I want I want all the brokers to be able to you know to implement this in their offices, or the lenders or the title companies, right? So our idea is to have at least 38 businesses that are willing to implement the same the same. Oh wow! We already have another real estate broker that joined. We have a title firm that joined. We have a lender that joined, you know, the movement, which of, you know, because at the end of the day, it does not hurt you. And, you know, we take it to the next level, which is every single Thursday, we have a posting, you know, in our social media that has to do with abortion and with what we're doing for the community. You know, so we let our clients know it's in our newsletter. We have once a month newsletters. And we feature one of the babies that we just saved in the back cover of the newsletter. And pretty much in each Thursday, we're letting them know about this stats, saying, listen, this is what's going on. And with your, you know, your transaction with us, you're going to be helping us saving one more life, you know, saving a life is priceless. So as you said, it does not hurt whoever wants to do business with you. I mean, if you're going to do a, if you're going to choose a real estate agent or broker, might as well choose one that is doing something for the community you know we're doing something for some, something bigger than ourselves something that could live forever as a legacy as a movement so wow. they're they're very happy with that and we get to see comments about you know the the postings on thursdays we're going to be actually in, in our videos we also say by the way you know if you do business with us you're going to be contributing as saving a life you know no i mean i don't think that anybody will get mad if you tell them, hey, you just saved a life. I mean, you're like a hero, as you said it. You know, when doctors are there in the hospital and they save somebody from COVID or from an accident, you know, how are they seen? When you go and rescue somebody that has been in an accident, you're seen as a hero. Whoever is gonna be willing to participate in this movement, whether it's completely directed, you know, I wanna become a monthly donor because now we have a lot of clients that have joined, that have actually gone to the page and saying, you know, it's not enough only by you donating on my behalf. I want to be donating. Oh. So they are becoming our partners wow. with us. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, Jacob, you know, saving a life is priceless. You cannot put a dollar amount to a life. Yeah. You know, so whatever you donate, and, I, and of course, all my staff has to be a part of the, of the movement. You know, if, if somebody wants to work with us, they have to sign a Tinder contract and in their manual that they have to be monthly donors of Heartbeat of Miami. You know, and, and they, they agree, they have to join because this is all one vision, you know? And uh, it's not that we don't love and that we don't care about the people who are pro-choice. Great, as I said, we have clients that are pro-choice and I said, well, great, you just helped me save the life. Because it's my money going out on your behalf, right? And um, and our realtors are also um, some of them have visited the clinics, and it's we we invite our clients when we invite everybody who wants to be a part of this movement to just come and see it for your own for your own. The completely wow. different idea when you're there and you see the miracle that happens because remember ninety two percent of women that go to our clinics are abortion-minded. That's what they're thinking, that they're going to go in and seek for an abortion. So you yeah, see- with, You said there was 36 abortion clinics in the county? Is that what you said, or 38? 38 registered, besides the ones that are not registered. You know that there's a lot of underground. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then if, I've heard that, yeah, uh, Miami is the 
per capita is the number one, like, you know, there's more abortions take place there than anywhere else per capita. Um, but just thinking about 38 registered clinics, abortion clinics in a single county, that's just a very large number. Yes. Um, how many people are in the county? Like, it, what's, what's the, is it, how many million I, are? I have no idea, to tell you the truth. I should know that. I have no idea how many. Yeah, I can people. look that up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we can Google what's, it, right? Is it Miami County or is it something else? Miami-Dade County, Miami. yes. And our four clinics are in Miami-Dade County, you know, and uh, I mean, I cannot even. So 2.7 million. So there's and, 38 clinics. So that's, that's just a lot. I mean, I, I'm most, most counties that I interact with, I don't, well, I guess I don't really necessarily, necessarily know how many, many are registered, but it feels like there's a lot less than that. Like that feels like a very high number to me. Yeah. That's why we're number one in the nation. Yeah. Per capita, nothing to be proud of. You know, that's what I tell my, my, my clients and my staff. The fact that Miami is number one in abortions per capita is nothing that we should feel proud of. But it's interesting this, that this beautiful idea of taking, you know, a passion for saving lives in the most, you know, the darkest of, um, you know, the darkest area when it comes to like all these abortions taking place, you know, this brilliant light of in response of trying to, you know, generate revenue to support pregnancy clinic work when it comes to paying for medical, for, for marketing, for, for the day-to-day -day operations in order to compete in this very competitive space against, you know, 38 abortion clinics plus. Um, yes. Yeah. So I, I, it just seems like, and I, and I don't know if any other, I mean, I'm, I actually, I probably shouldn't say this, but I, I would expect there's other businesses that have done something similar, but I don't know their story and I haven't come across them yet. Um, but well, I'm sure there's lots and lots that have not done this idea and that this would be really good for more people to hear and to think I could do this. Like this is not, this is reasonable. This is helpful. This is good for the community. This is a way mm -hmm. to, this is a way to raise money and, and, and as well as posture a group as being, you know, for the community, like, you know, being the salt, being the light, like this is a way of doing that. This is exactly the way of doing it. And as we said, a lot of people are already donating. See what I'm saying? A lot of people are already donating to a worthy cause, you know? I mean, and look at it, the big companies, all the big companies, Amazon, McDonald's, whatever it is, you know, they tell you, you know, portion of our income gets to be donated to charity. You know, it's, it's natural, it's normal. People like that. People like to know what you're doing with your money. But the problem is that you have really no idea, you know, if yeah. they're doing that, you know? So in this case, that's why, you know, I presented this idea to our board of directors and of course to Martha. And I said, listen, we really need to make this legit. So we're going to create thank you cards and Martha is going to personally sign them. And we're going to be mailing to every single one of our customers saying, listen, by the way, here it is. You, we did receive the money on your behalf. So thank you. And we extend that to everybody in the transaction. Because at the end of the day, everybody was part of it saving a life. It's not only my client. If I say like that, my client is the buyer. Well, the seller is also part of it. So we also sent one to the seller. So now we know somebody that had no idea about our contract receiving a thank you card. And we, and we send it to the other agent because the agent was also, was also part of it. So, so how, how have the, um, how have the other, the sellers or the other party and how have the other agents responded to being a part of this? Like what's their response been like? Well, you know, to the seller, the only way that I have or to the other party is by mail. So I have no idea if they have actually called Martha or Google. Oh, okay. Or because, you know, I have no, no direct access to them, but I mail them the card. And some agents actually have wanted to come and work with me. They say, listen, I love you. This is awesome. I want to know more about what you do. As a matter of fact, the other day I was in a, in a, in a conference. And I was speaking about, you know, abortion and all that. And a lady in the, in, that was attending the conference had happened to be a real estate agent. So I explained to them this little movement that we have. And then after the conference ended, she approached me 
And she said, listen, I want to work with you. I'm pro-life and I'm in the different brokerages and, and I just want to change and put my license with you. That makes a lot of sense because I've my company, um, we work on a lot of pregnancy center websites and everyone on my team loves the heart of the company, like of working on these pro-life, um, life-minded pregnancy clinic websites. Essentially, we're like, we're like the support team working to support the heroes on the front lines. Like that's how we sort of feel. And I feel like you have found a way to turn a real estate agency or company into that same kind of like cultural, um, essentially you've made like the atmosphere similar to that where you're, you know, you now people that are life-minded will want to join the team because you've made it part of like the character or part of the atmosphere of working there. And so people who are passionate about life, you know, by working there, it's not just about the money. It's, it's also about spending your time in a way that, you know, just feels like you're essentially you're being a blessing to someone else that you want, that you want to bless. And now you're able to do that, not just like in after hours, but now you can do it as part of the nine to five. <laughs> and so it's sort of like this, it's like bringing those passions into the workday hours in order to um, get more enjoyment out of the, the time and hours spent. And I think that's just so creative. And and then the fact that you've brought in like the other partnering companies, like the sellers and the, and the age, you know, the other, you know, the title company and these other parts of the real estate world um, that just speaks to that vision being a lot bigger than something small. Like that speaks to a big vision. And, and also the vision of having 38 to compete with the 38 that are already, you know, on the opposing side yes. of this, um, of this, worldview. Um, that's awesome. And I just hope, so this podcast, this video audio podcast is going to be sent out to executive directors, to the clients and people that I have their email address for and, or who sign up for this on Spotify. And, and essentially they each have a whole little world of their own supporters. Like they each have their own circle of supporters. I shouldn't say little, but they each have their own world or circle of supporters. And each one of the supporters, it'd be, you know, some of the supporters would be essentially in a really good position to adopt a really cool idea like this in order to um, exercise their, their belief, their faith, their, their passion, their, their desire to, you know, you know, to answer God's call to do what God's calling them to do, which might be this. Um, and so I think that this is, this is just like really a really good example that someone else could springboard off of, or they could benchmark in order to see, you know, how could this work with a construction company? How could this work with my pizza company? How could this work with, you know, um, whatever it happens to be, because honestly, it doesn't really matter. As long as you're selling something, you, you have, you know, a company that is selling something could include this as part of their messaging saying, you know, for every widget sold, we're giving a percentage <laughs> to the pro-life pregnancy clinic, um, in our County supporting women and men experiencing an undesired, unplanned pregnancy, and they, you know, helping them feel less overwhelmed and more like they can actually, you know, keep going without feeling overwhelmed, trying to lower their anxiety and just giving them a place, a safe place to talk. Um, Cause life is hard sometimes. <laughs> and as you said, it could be applied to any industry, to any business, because either yeah. it's portion of your income a portion of our income will be donated on your behalf to xyz you know in this case harvey of miami organization is very simple to do it you know and, and and the more people that know that's my goal that's my will you know to every everybody that gets to hear this like how is it that i can implement this you know and and, and, and make it legit and sometimes just for you to create awareness just for you by saying this is what we yeah. do 
it's a huge impact in the community. Especially when you're talking to people who, um, you know, would label themselves maybe as pro-choice before you talk to them, for them to be aware that, you know, that this group is loving and caring. I think that you're giving that, you're giving the heartbeat of Miami Pregnancy Clinic a voice in, in places where it needs to be voiced. Like it's in, where it hasn't been voiced before. And, and so that awareness is huge. And also just like, having a friendly voice promoting it in a positive way. Like before Google took over on the intake forms of like, how'd you hear about before Google took over the answers of all questions, word of mouth has been like there for decades and word of mouth is still number two currently on in that posture, you know, how, you know, for answering questions. And so, and word of mouth is super powerful. And so essentially what you're, you're like a word of mouth, seed generator <laughs> by essentially like creating new places where word of mouth can then spread from by essentially planting seeds where it was you know that soil hasn't been used before possibly in a long time and by trying to plant seeds in places where then it can then word of mouth can be repeated in new spaces that's really cool right. um whether they agree or not at least now they're aware and even if they do agree often most you know, most people who are followers of Jesus aren't really, they're not necessarily engaged in the pro-life world and they need yeah. seeds planted in them as well of how important this is and how we need them to be, um, for them to be a part of our team and we need more people. And, and so even if someone happened to be life-minded and they end up going through this with you, they're essentially seeing how they're seeing your passion and excitement. I think then that will encourage them to up their excitement and passion. And I think that's, that's a good thing. We did meet with the city of Doral where we're at with the major, with the mayor and uh, he's a pro-life, you know, he's very pro-life and most of his staff in the city are. And he was very touched. As a matter of fact, he's one of our advocates for the movement, you know? <laughs> I, I didn't even know about this. And I run into people all the time here in downtown Doral and one of them, just got to me. I was like, listen, I want to know about more about what you're doing because Major Bermudez told me about your movement. So, I mean, how great would that be that this city will be the first, you know, pro-life city in Miami-Dade County, you know, <laughs> where we're at can actually say, you know, Doral is a pro-life city because this is what we do, you know, and in, in real estate, that's what I was also telling my colleagues. When you're in real estate, you're the go-to person. You know what I'm saying? You have a client and the client moves and they're going to tell you, hey, do you know where is it that I can go and get my hair done or my dry cleaning or what's the best, you know, supermarket in town, the best restaurant? You're like the go-to person. So we're like, you know, giving voice to the city and we're not saying, listen, by the way, you're helping us, you know, change this fact about the city. Mm. Right? And, you know, when we just start, started the movement, as I said, it was during COVID, Everybody was talking about, oh, let's flatten the curve. Let's flatten the curve, you know, of COVID. Mm -hmm. so they say, I mean, the, the curve of COVID, it's nothing. You know, let's flatten this curve. You, you want to help and do something? Yeah. Of course, you know, everybody's helping about COVID, but it has yeah, no Yeah, no essentially yeah, abortion is like the elephant in the room <laughs> that no one's paying attention to. Or the, you know, it's just, it's just you know, so much larger, or I guess for COVID, it'd be 18 times bigger per exactly. year. I mean, it's 3.5 million people, million people have passed away because of COVID since, you know. And that's terrible, but it's nothing, when it comes to the numbers, it's much smaller than the number of people who have been destroyed by abortion. And, and abortion wasn't like a, a plague, you know, being spread through people breathing. It was based on marketing, based on um, you know, essentially people feeling like they had no choice based on, you know, a variety of, uh, you know, essentially very oppressive marketing and oppressive decisions and, and people just not having kindness poured out on them with care and, and encouragement. I mean, that, I think the number one tool that a pregnancy clinic uses to encourage someone to go from being like, I need to get an abortion to, I think I can be a parent is having someone, you know, having that person across the, in that same room, that counseling room, having that person show care, build rapport, um, build up trust, and then provide 
you know, essentially free and confidential services and provide support and encouragement. And a, a big part of that is a listening ear and, you know, essentially good body language saying that I, I'm listening to you and I see you, I know you, I know this is hard. And it's just sort of like building community and building relationship. And, mm-hmm. and, um, but the, that's the, the, the key. Like the, when, when someone donates to a pregnancy clinic, they're essentially helping support this relationship building tool, you know, this group that's essentially improving our, you know, pr- improving the community one person at a time. Yes. Um, and, and because we do get to share with them about who God is and how much, you know, God loves them. Because as I said, most of them feel unloved, you know, abandoned. That's the truth. Yeah. It is also faith that that helps you say, okay, I can do this. I'm going to have the support from from our staff, which is just wonderful. And uh, when they come back with a baby, it's just <laughs> it is a, I get so emotional every time that I that I think about that because as I said, when I had to face my abortion, Heartbeat of Miami did not exist. I had nowhere to go. Yeah. Right. If I if I would have been in the position of a Martha Avila or our staff being there for me, my story would have been different, right? So when when I am there in the clinics or when we get reports of how many babies we have saved a month, or I hold one of those babies in my mm-hmm. arms, I'm like saying, this it's priceless. It is priceless to know how God can transform such a huge pain and trauma into something so beautiful. And yeah. seeing and all these women and all these young women you know and I, when I get to speak to them I was like listen I was there I was in your shoes you know so I can experience talk on experience as of how it is to be a single mom because you know I've been a single mom for 20 years you know my son just turned 20 my firstborn, and to let them know about the provision of God because it was him who transformed my life you know from poverty to owning a real estate firm with 45 agents working with us at the moment, you know, it's, it's only God, you know, if he can do it for me, he can do it for anybody, you know, yeah. that's also encouraging them for them to see that. I feel like you're helping, you're helping spread the truth about, you know, that they can do it and that you're spreading the truth about the good that a pregnancy clinic does in a community, like, introducing people to Jesus, helping them build, you know, hope and, and, and courage and, you know, eventually get, getting support for making decisions they're going to enjoy for, you know, 10 plus years, more so than like the short term. And, and um, so, so yesterday at my church, we had a, we were talking about the book of Micah and it has some false prophet peace chapter in there about how false prophets would just tell someone what they want to hear and not tell Mm -hmm. them the truth. Like, there are false prophets that would talk to the king and, and pretty much they would um, just tell the king what they wanted to hear. It makes me, I was wondering in the back of my mind, like, you know, when people are promoting Planned Parenthood or these other options, they're just trying to tell someone what they want to hear in the moment, more so than what they need to hear for like, you know, decades or for lifetimes. And so I feel like Planned Parenthood is full of, you know, the Planned Parenthood group is full of what could be classified as like a false prophet of sort. And, and when someone who tells someone what they need to hear that they're going to enjoy for not just decades, but for generations, I think that's like the opposite of like a truth teller or someone who's there for, for them out of love, like through Jesus's love. And I don't know, I just feel like there's a, those are very opposite, you know, telling someone what they need versus telling them what they want or might appease them <laughs> in that moment of desperation. Not only that, but you know that there's a law that forces uh, this this clinics to to do the ultrasound, right? It's it's a reason. But you know they'd say, oh, you don't want to see this, you know. Nowadays, like you know, it's it's better for you not to see it. So they put yeah. the ultrasound here, so the the woman cannot even see. You know, the miracle happens when you hear the heartbeat and when you see your your baby. In our clinics, we have the ultrasound right in front of them. It's a big TV. Yeah, because your ears and eyes can pick up that truth, and it, you, there's, it, it just says so much. Like a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, an ultrasound is worth a thousand words, and a heartbeat—that sound of that heartbeat—is worth a thousand words. Well, they don't let you see that. They don't let you hear it. And uh, and, and uh, you know, as you said, Planned Parenthood 
just for you to know, they have a budget of $100,000 per month per clinic on advertising. And how many, do you know how many clinics out of those 38 might be Planned Parenthoods? Probably several. (laughs) But, you know, I do know that around the U.S. and the world, because they're everywhere. Yeah. Budget is 100,000 per clinic, per month. Per month. Women to come to their clinics. That's That's a big budget. That's an enormously big budget. Huge budget. Can you imagine what it's like? 100,000 per month? It's hard for me to fathom that because I work on a very tiny budget. <laughs> like I have a hard time thinking about spending. Yeah, I, I don't. Even, I can't comprehend that. I can't. I, I was. I was in awe. You know, when I just came back from the from the in Heartbeat International Conference in Ohio. Okay. <laughs> That's where we get all this stacked. I'm like saying, what? You know how much it costs us to save a life a day, or let's say per month. Um, how much? $1. Hey, one dollar a day saves a life. Oh wow! I've heard so, the number three thousand before, but you know that was um, that was from a speaker many years ago. So I don't. So yeah. We really one dollar a day because that's the cost of our, you know, the um, the pregnancy test. So if we okay. can get them to come, and we get the pregnancy test in our clinic. You know, there's we can yeah. save. Them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, definitely. If you really, really want to take into all the expenses, it's three hundred dollars a month per, you know, per baby. So it's about right, you know, thirty six hundred um, a year per one life. You know, if you want to cover all the expenses. Yeah, well, it's interesting. And Martha has so many stories. Like I feel like her clinics are there's just there's there's such a huge number of people who who go through there. But then there's you know such a large number of people that are going that don't make it there. But she, her clinics are so busy and the stories are amazing. I mean, both with her client stories and her team stories, like there's just so much rich richness and like, it's yeah, it's just a lot there that needs to be uh, shared, like to see how God's working in that space. Like there's a lot of stories that need to be amplified and repeated and shared so that, you know, what God is doing can be um, recorded and passed on and understood. We see between 80 to 100 women a day in our clinics. 80, 80 to 100 per day? And day. that's out of, is that three locations or four locations? Okay. Four locations. Right. That's All a together. lot. <laughs> you know, we still have to make appointments. We still okay. have, we don't have walk-ins. So it's a lot of women. As we're talking, you know, this is the number one county in the nation. So between... I mean, the numbers are so insane because as I said in this conference, you know, somebody was saying how excited they are to have been able to save close to 500 lives, you know? And I'm like saying, yes, you know, 500 lives, that's amazing, you know? 500 lives, what, in, in, a, in a month, in a trimester? And they're like saying, no, per year. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, why are you so in shock? And that's when I tell them, we get to see 80 women per day in our clinic <laughs> so 500 is like six days of work <laughs> what? exactly you know within a week that's how many women we see you know out of those over 90 percent will choose life for their babies that's our ratio oh my goodness you know, eight percent of the women choose not like you know not to go and, and i think in a place that gets less traffic you know, the number, the, the price tag per life saved would be higher because the admin costs don't get to be spread out over as many clients. Correct. But when you're having, so, you know, my- you know, in Miami, the volume, the, the number of people being served is huge. And so the admin costs get spread out more and the cost per person helped or per person saved is lower because there's a higher volume of people being Correct. helped. So actually my goal save, you know, 1,000 babies, 1,000 savings, you know, per se, which literally is 3.6 million. If you look all the, all the expenses, because, you know, remember that we get to see the moms afterwards as well. We give them parenting classes. So after the baby's born, they can still come back to our clinics to get pampers or clothing, whatever it is that they need for the baby, but they need to come for parenting classes. So, you know, our work does not stop when the baby's born. We really want to make sure that they are equipped, you know, and to continue this sexual integrity education for that is not to happen again. Because this is, that's also a big problem. 
you know, you have one mom and then again, she gets pregnant again and it's the second child last, it happened with me, you know, so, I, so we don't want them to, to fall into that again. And we give them all these classes. They have to keep on coming back and coming back and seeing us. And, you know, we have mom, moms that bring our, their children that they're like 12 to 10 years old, you know, we get still get to see them. Yeah. And then definitely the goal would be to, you know, to have a client join the pro-life support team Yes. and not to stay in the yes. client sphere, um, but to have her rather, uh, you know, for her to, um, they become a, for sure. They do become you know, an they, advocate. They do. Yes. I mean, they go to churches and speak about what we do and speak to their friends about what we do, you know, so they bring their friends or pregnant into our clinics, you know, or relatives. Oh, that's good. We get to see. I mean, we've seen, we've seen over seventy thousand women. It's a lot of women. Seventy thousand, <laughs> and my and heartbeat of Miami is seeing that number. That's a that's yeah. an that's hard to fathom as well. <laughs> that's an incredible number. Wow, seventy thousand. How long? So, I don't. Is this like I don't know how many years heartbeat Miami has been? Fourteen this 14. year. Okay. Yes. I feel like I've been working with Martha for like seven or eight, nine. I'm not sure, but for many years. <laughs> so, 14, year. 14 years. Cool. So for 70,000 in 14th year, um, over 55,000 babies saved. So 55,000 babies out of 70,000 clients? Because remember, some of them are not pregnant you know yeah, they think well yeah like there's a lot of negative tests or people that decide to go a different direction right. a that's a really a, high percent right there some of them have a not viable viable pregnancy either you know so there's many reasons why you know which is another thing you yeah. might not even know if the pregnancy is going to continue you don't even know if there's a heartbeat that if it's a viable pregnancy and still, these women are having an abortion, chemical abortions now, which are 50% of abortions nowadays are chemical abortions. Yeah. And it's completely unnecessary in some cases because it, they don't even know if that's going to be viable or not, you know, if you're going to ever have a heartbeat. But then, so, yeah, then they go through, instead of, instead of mourning, they're going through with guilt, thinking exactly. that they ended that life, not even knowing that it might have had a short, you know, short-lived. And yeah, it's just it's just hard on the women like the women are just simply in that yeah Planned Parenthood is just chewing them just chewing through them and so setting them up for well it sounds like a third of them will end up trying to <laughs> commit suicide yes is, was that suicide number of people who had an abortion or was that or is that people who were looking at getting an abortion five percent will think and consider how, I mean out of the the women that have had an abortion Okay. 65 will contemplate or have some sort of suicide intent. 65%. Between 30 and 35% will actually attempt suicide. And those are the women so, who are post-abortion, uh, post-abortive post who have who yeah. had it. Yeah, uh, post-abortive. Yeah. So essentially by you know, essentially the work that Martha and her team are doing would be preventing someone from having that those suicidal thoughts and those suicidal experiences and saving those women's lives as well, obviously, besides just the baby's life. You save both lives. And that's exactly the message that we give. You're not only saving the baby's life, you're saving the mother's life. Because yeah. she will she will go through these um, post-traumatic stress disorder symptoms, either one or all. Yeah. 100% women will face it whether it's now or whether it's between 70 or 50 years from now when i had that radio show i had a woman who called me she was 90 years old listen to this when we spoke about the abortion issue and she said i can finally die in peace oh she had had an abortion when she was 15 75 years with wow. that gift that shame and with all that trauma that she had to endure for 75 years, because again, 90% of women who had an abortion do not know where to go to seek for help. Yeah. They're going to be facing all the symptoms, you know, which is shock. You kind of like denial. First is denial. Nothing happened. That was nothing, you know, then you're in shock. 
then you start getting either panic attacks or or nightmares. That's a fact. You know, you're gonna start getting one or the other. Those take you to isolation. You're isolated because you think that everybody knows what you did, kind of like you know, with those those guilt trips. That's what we call them, guilt and shame. Isolation takes you to depression, and depression takes you to suicide. Hmm. So, so my my church has this um, slogan of healing the city one person at a time. And it seems like what Martha is doing and what you're doing to support Martha is definitely healing the city one person at a time in a variety of ways. In a variety of ways, you know, and, and, and we're very blessed. We're, you know, in a way, I mean, there's a reason why we're in Miami. You know, I'm Ecuadorian. I was born and raised in Ecuador. And uh, now I, I have, I am very clear as of why I needed to be in Miami. You know what I'm saying? My mom passed away when I was 24 years old. And before she passed away, she told me, you are not going to stay in Ecuador. This is not going to be your destination. You're going to move. You're going to leave. And I'm like, what? I mean, what are you talking about? You know, there's a, God has a perfect plan for all of our lives. And, and we all have a purpose in life that's according to his plan, right? And the purpose is to just solve a problem. You know, God needs us to solve problems. You can't solve a problem if you haven't experienced it or if you're equipped to, right? So as painful as it was for me, what I had to live with my daughter, I get to you know, honor her memory every single time. Every single time that we have a closing, I know that we have saved her more life. Every time that we make a donation, it's just a way of healing as well. You know, It's a beautiful way of how God can allow all this not only for me to heal every single time a little bit more and a little bit more. And of course I know where, where that I'm going to see her, you know, I know where she's at. That's, that's a great thing about faith that we know we're all going, but most importantly is to let people know because they, they, I mean, a man with all due respect, a man is never ever going to understand what it's like to be pregnant. Therefore it's never going to understand what it's like to have an abortion period. You can't. Because, you know, it's, it's something that only women can feel, you know, so, so after that, and, and many women have debated it, you know, oh, no, nothing's going to happen to me. I'm going to be fine. You know, this is nothing. And then a few months later, they come back for, you know, to us for help. Because we do tell them, even if that's your choice, please know that we're here for you. Because you're going to need help. So they come back. So at least we get to save the mom's life, you know, in that sense. Well, this has been a really beautiful story and I'm just so excited to share this with other people. So I appreciate your time and for, you know, for essentially taking on this idea and then making it so we can share it with others. I just think this is really exciting. Um, so thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. As I said, I'm so excited that many people can can implement this. You know, in a, in our real estate world, saving a life one closing at a time. <laughs> in any other industry, saving a life one X at a time. Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Change the X to whatever you do. To a widget. Yeah, your widget that you sell, you're selling at a time. <laughs> one insurance at a time. One tire at a time. You know, one ice cream at a time. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just like donating just a portion. I mean, as I already told you, $1 a day makes a huge, huge difference to us. Huge. Yeah. Instead of having a coffee a day, just donate. Just donate a dollar and you'll be part of this huge impact in, in society. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Christina. Um, um, I just really appreciate your time and your story. And um, so thank you so much for being on this podcast. Thank you so much. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Awesome. All right, I'm going to go ahead and stop it there. And, uh, but awesome. Yeah, so we're, that, that's great. I'm going to look forward to passing this one on and hopefully some people across the country will get to hear this story. And, and then um, who knows, maybe we'll, we'll, yeah, hopefully some people will pass it on to their donors who have a business who yes. could then consider this idea and, and hopefully pray about it and be inspired. Perfect. You know, if they need to contact me by any means, you know, just let them know that I'll be more than happy to, to guide them, to talk to them, you know, whatever it is. I'm sorry that I had to drink so much water, but I just, I'm just getting out of a cold. So I'm like coughing. 
Oh, that's understandable. It's 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 authentic. <laughs> very sore throat, but I'm not gonna cancel this at all. You know, God is in control. It doesn't matter as long as it's authentic. You know, this is a conversation. This would happen to me anywhere, right? Oh, awesome. <laughs> Well, thank, thank you, you, Christina. I'm so excited to get the chance to talk to you and I'm excited to share this and yeah, this will be good. <laughs> yeah. And when you have it, you know, send it to me so I can also send it, you know, to other Oh, businesses. definitely. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I'll be putting it onto uh, YouTube and Spotify once, once it's all set. So awesome. awesome. <laughs> I'll send you a link. Mm -hmm.